0: السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك إن الحمد لله حمدًا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيده اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمداً عبده ورسوله اللهم صلِّ وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وَعَلَيْنَا مَعْهُمْ وَفِيْهِمْ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الْرَاحِمِينَ أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله Inna رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ قَرِيبٌ مِّنَ All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has blessed us with this day of Friday, who has blessed us with the greatest day of the week in order to fulfill this noble and exalted obligation, Salatul Jumu'ah, where we come together and our hearts are turned towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Seeking an increase in taqwa, seeking an increase in guidance, seeking an increase in nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a beautiful sha'irah, This is a beautiful symbol and rite of this religion, which is an indication of our need to always turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And our need of always turning back to the Prophet as our imam and exemplar. And we talked about uh, last week in the previous Jumu'ah, we talked about these five foundational ahadith that the ulama have identified, saying that the entire religion revolves around these five ahadith. And we talked about the first one last week, inna that actions are according to intentions. And we looked at some of the various commentaries that ulama had about that beautiful and blessed hadith, and that it is one third of Islam, and that it indicates it indicates actions of the heart. And Imam Al Ghazali, we founded this on a statement from Imam Al Ghazali in which he says, "Mutanatu Akbari Jawami Al-Kalim." That the Prophet وسلم, and reading his ahadith is an extremely important act of reflection because he was given comprehensive speech. Every single word of his speech is an ocean from the oceans of wisdom. That if a scholar contemplated each word and each hadith for the extent of his entire life he would not be able to uh, encompass all of its wisdom and all of its meanings so the words of the Prophet ﷺ, they give us direction they provide solutions and benefits for all who seek guidance and we renounce and it's a reminder that we must internally and even verbalize it in order to confirm that internal reality of ittiba' of, of following the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is that we renounce anything and everything that strays from and contradicts His way So the second hadith that we're looking at at these five of these five foundational ahadith is narrated by Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu and some of the narrations are from Sayyidina Ali Zain al-Abidin ibn al-Hussein going back to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so this is an Ali ibn al-Hussein radiyallahu anhu ma qal qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam min husni islam al-mar'i tarkuhu ma la ya'nihi Minhusni Islam al Marki Tarkuhu Malayani. This is Rawahu al Imam Malik wa Ahmad wa Ibn Maja and Ebihura Tardi Allahuanhu. It is from the excellence, Minhusni Islam, Al Mari, it is from the excellence of a person's Islam that he leaves aside that which does not concern him. Once again the words of Allah's Messenger, وسلم, which emanate from His most noble heart and the most sublime heart among all the hearts of creation that receives revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Huwa illa yuha. He does not speak from his own whims, but it is revelation that he is receiving from his Lord, taala. These words that emanate from such a heart are full of wisdom. As Imam al-Ghazali said, it is from the excellence of a person's Islam that he leaves aside that which does not concern him. And when looking at different commentaries, it really, Mullah Ali Qari's commentary, Rahimahullah, from Mirqat al mafatih he has a really beautiful and expansive explanation of this hadith. He says, part of the excellence of a person's Islam and the perfection of his Iman. What does it mean? Min Husni Islam and Mar'i is the excellence of a person's Islam and the perfection of their deen and their Iman is Tarkuhu Is that that person leaves aside that which does not concern him. And Mulla Ali he says, with relation to words, what we say to actions, what we do, to what we look at, and even to our thoughts. Look at the, the depth of understanding. Even with relation to our thoughts, we should focus ourselves on even thinking about those things that benefit us. And we're going to talk about what that means. So for, it also means for one's nafs to become steadfast in obeying Allah's commands and avoiding his prohibitions. That's what it means, is leaving aside those things that do not concern you, that do not benefit you, of those things that are forbidden, and focusing on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to do. What he has commanded regarding acts of obedience. And Mullah Ali Qari, he says, this is a sign that Allah's light has entered a person's heart, causing it to become more expansive. And he says, That which does not concern him, it, the reality of that is that something that a person does not need for their religion or their life. You know, and it's funny in today's world now there's this whole movement of minimalism that even too many dunyawi things, this is a totally dunyawi concept. But even having too many things in a dunya we sense, people of the dunya realize that it's a burden. So just have what you need, and that you will internally feel less stress. But the religion already teaches us that is that your ultimate benefit in this life and in the hereafter, more importantly, in the hereafter with Allah wa ta'ala is leaving that which does not concern you, that which does not benefit you. وَذَٰلِكَ يَشْمِلُ الْأَفْعَالَ الزائدة. And this includes excessive actions that are not of benefit. Doing things excessively that are not of benefit. وَالْأَقْوَالِ الفاضلة. An excessive speech. Making unnecessary small talk sometimes. It's good to be nice and to be courteous with one another. But, you know, people are uncomfortable with the awkward silence. I gotta say something. And oftentimes it can lead you into a conversation that's not... Of benefit with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is incumbent upon a person that they busy themselves with things that are of benefit to himself with relation to the rectification of what is of benefit in his life. And what is of benefit in the next life. Focusing, being completely focused on what benefits. And everything else is just a burden. Everything else is a distraction. Everything else takes you away from greater benefit. وَبِالسَّعِي <laughs> وَالْفَضَائِلِ الْعَمَلِيَّةِ الَّتِي هِيَ وَسِيلَةٌ إِلَى نَيْلِ السَّعَادَاتِ الْأَبَدِيَّةِ وَالْفَوْزِ بِالنِّعَمِ السَّرْمَدِيَّةِ And focusing on attaining, working hard, السَّعِي Going towards, ex- expending this effort to attain uh, perfection in knowledge al الْعِلْمِيَّةِ Attaining excellence and greater degrees of knowledge, وَالْفَضَائِلِ الْعَمَلِيَّةِ and virtuous actions, virtuous in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which are the means by which a person attains everlasting felicity and bliss, and uh, is given the reward of blessings that are ceaseless and unending. And that's what it's all about, and that's in our utmost benefit. And Imam Al-Ghazali says, Mullah Ali Qari, he quotes Al-Imam Al-Ghazali, Rahimahullah, وَمَنْ قَدْرَ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَأْخُذَ كَنْزًا مِنَ الْكُنُوزِ فَأَخَذَ بَدَلَهُ بَدْرَةً لَا بِهَا كَانَ خَاسِرًا خُسْرًا مُبِينًا Think about this. What's really being said? Sometimes people, they misunderstand religious discourse. They say, oh, you're against having fun or you're against everything has to be serious and hard work. That's not actually what's being said. It's, it's what's being said by the Messenger of Allah, Alaihi Wasallam is focusing on your everlasting benefit, is attaining the highest degrees of honor and bliss and reward and everlasting happiness. That's really what it's about. And anything that takes you away from that is a source of regret, as we're going to see shortly. So Imam al-Ghazali says, if someone is offered treasures, gold and, and things that are precious, and they prefer something that is valueless, a rock, they take that instead of it, then you would say, you, are, you, you have seriously missed out. You chose something that is of no value, and you missed out on something that's of great value. Not only have you lost, but in comparison to what you were offered, your loss is even greater than that. Your loss is even more uh, accentuated by what you missed out on. So then Imam Al Ghazali says, and this is regarding uh, leaving aside things that harm you. One of the knowers of Allah. This is a high level. But it shows that they're focused on what is of the greatest benefit. And their focus at those degrees is only witnessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is a high degree. We have to start from where we're at and build up. But it's attainable. People, human beings made of flesh and blood like you and I, they attained it. So we shouldn't count ourselves out, but we should know where we are. That one of the Arifina Billah, he saw that there was a house that was built. And he looked at the house and he said, when was this built? Just small talk, curiosity. And then he said to himself, ثُمَّ أَقْبَلَ عَلَىٰ نَفْسِهِ وَقَالَ يَا نَفْسِي الْمَغْرُورَةُ تَسْأَلِينَ لَا يَعْنِيكِ بِصَوْمِ He said to his nafs, he said, my nafs, why are you asking about something that does not concern you? You deluded nafs. Why are you getting interested in things that don't relate to you? And then he punished his nafs by fasting for an entire year to discipline it, to put it in its place so that moving forward, it has a little bit more caution about what it tries to distract him with. Right? And that you see the people of Allah, they are careful about the whisperings of the nafs and the inclinations of the nafs. ahlul jannati illa ala sa'atin marrat bihim, fiha. That the people of paradise, the only regret they have. That when a person enters into paradise, there is no more pain, there is no more sickness, there is no more sadness, there is only blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The things of this world fade away. But the only thing that they regret, there's still a little bit, the only thing they regret is a period of time in the life of this world that passed them by in which they didn't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this goes back to focusing on what benefits you. We don't want to be of those people who have regrets in paradise. We want to be of those people and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq of the highest degrees. People who listen to these reminders and this guidance and try our best to implement it. Na'am. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi also said, Right? Blessed is the one who uh, judges himself, brings himself to account before he is judged. And that goes back to focusing, why did I do that? Was that really of benefit? What good is that going to do for me? One of the Salihin, he would take advantage of the time, a special time, the time between Maghrib and Isha. And he would make that time as is the way of many of the salihin, he would make that time exclusively for ibadah. Nothing else. Between Maghrib and Isha. So earlier in the day, they had at home a pouch of of gold or silver, money, that they had lost. And they were looking for it, and they couldn't find it. Finally, his son found the pouch of of money, and he came to his father. When? In between Maghrib and Isha. He said, my father, my father, I found the money, here it is. And he said, my son, you talked to me about the dunya between Maghrib and Isha. And he admonished him severely for that. This is not the time to talk about those things. Even particular times have opportunities that cannot be found outside of that time. So don't bother me with something like this. That's a high degree of their concern and their focus. And then uh, uh, there's some verses of poetry that were shared by Ibn Allan in Dalil al-Faliheen. He says, If you got time, if you have time and you're comfortable and you're thinking, what should I do with my time? He says, take advantage of two rakas in the darkness of night if you have time. وإذا ما هممت بالخوض في الباطل مكانه تسبيحا and if you're going to get involved in a conversation that is not beneficial that is something that is harmful or talking about a falsehood he says then play, replace it with saying subhanallah 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 just replace it with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's remembrance maybe your nafs has the desire to say something and engage in a conversation, instead of making it move, your tongue move with something displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, engage it in tasbih. It's very light on the tongue. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanallah al-azim, and so forth. And uh, make use of it in something else. And uh, Abi Ismail al-Bukhari, he said in other lines of poetry, اغْتَنِمْ فِي الْفَرَاغِ فَضْلَ رُكُوعٍ أَنْ يَكُونَ بَغْتَهُ He said, take advantage if you have some free time. And this is something that we should really train ourselves. If we're not there, then we should at least try to have a, a cognitive shift. How do we make this something appealing to ourselves? That we beautify it even in our aspirations and goals. He says, when you have free time, take advantage of that free time by making rukur, by praying extra prayers. مَوْتُكَ Because your death might come suddenly. You don't know what's decreed for you. We all tend to assume we're going to die as old people in our bed. We don't know that. نسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى الْعَافِيَ salama da'iman. But we don't know that. So take advantage. You don't know how much time you have. So when you have some free time, pray some extra prayers. How many a healthy person who doesn't have any sickness, his soul departed quickly, immediately, suddenly. So take advantage of that time. Then finally, Mullah عَلِي he talks about some of the the deeper and everything from the Messenger of Allah and everything we've been talking about relates to spirituality, but some of the deeper meanings just to inspire us and to uh, help us be more encouraged towards attaining these degrees. So he says, فَإِذَا أَخَذَ السَّالِكُ فِي السَّلُوكِ تَجَرَّدَ أَحْوَالِهِ شَيْئًا فَشَيْئًا مِمَّا لَا يَعْنِيهِ so a person who's traveling the spiritual path and really is trying to attain the, the reality of servitude, trying to attain the reality of tawheed, experientially, this witnessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says that when the salik is the, the one on the, the spiritual aspirant on the path, they start to let go of even their states and their maqamat, that they attain lofty degrees with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're not distracted by that because they're focused on their Lord. They're not focused on themselves. Now, Until they remove and uh, absolve themselves of all of their own characteristics, and they turn with the entirety of their being to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That for them is مِنْ حُسْنِ Islam تركه ما لا يعني. For the average person, it's leaving aside even those prohibitions and establishing the obligations. Then leaving aside things that are disliked and establishing those things that are recommended. And then going beyond that and not wasting time until one attains these lofty degrees of letting go of everything except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with one's entirety. And he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's verse indicates this degree that indeed the one who has submitted his entire, his entire being to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he is a muhsin. This is ihsan, excellence, which is related to the word min husni islam, and mar'i. It's from the excellence of a person's islam. When Allah told Prophet Ibrahim alayhi submit, he said, I submit in other words entirely to the lord of the worlds wallahu <laughs> yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqu al-mubin wa either quri'a al-quran fastami'u lahu wa ansitu Lakum turhamun wa qala tabarak wa ta'ala fa itha qara'ta al-quran fasta'ith billahi minash shaitanir rajim a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَالْتَنْظُرْ نَفْسٌ مَّا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدٍ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنْفُسَهُمْ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ لَا يَسْتَوِي أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ وَأَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمُ الْفَائِزُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the translation of which is O Believers, be mindful of Allah and let every soul look to what deeds it has set forth for tomorrow meaning the akhirah, tomorrow, it's as if it's that near لغد Tomorrow when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be mindful of Allah, for certainly Allah is all aware of what you do. And do not be like those who forgot Allah, so he made them forget themselves. It is they who are corrupt. The people of the fire cannot be equal to the people of paradise. The people of paradise are the ones who are successful. BarakAllahu li wa lakum Fil quran al-Azeem wa nafa'na bima fihi man al ayati wa dhikr al-Hakeem. وَآجَارَنَا مِنْ خِزِّهِ وَعَذَابِهِ الْأَلِيمَ قُولُوا قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ عَظِيمَ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهِ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Seek Allah's forgiveness. Indeed, He is forgiving and merciful. In alhamdulillah Hamdani Aliku Bijalali, which he he were Adimi Sultani, when a shadow and la ilaha in law, wahda hula shari kala, when a shadow and a Sayyidana Muhammadan Abduhu or a Sulu, Allah who masuli was seldom wabaraka alihi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma bad fayari bad the law, inni ul sikum, one of siya betakwa la ilaha in law. So this hadith. This foundational hadith, which the ulama have identified, that so many other ahadith and so many other aspects of guidance are combined in this hadith, we have to really think about ways to implement it in our lives. We have to prioritize what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa have made a priority. And we have to prepare our meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that every single portion of our time, that the ulama say that you can look at it like a box. And that on the day of resurrection, you're going to have like a warehouse full of boxes. Some boxes will have beautiful things inside of them, and you'll be happy when you find that. And those are good deeds. Other boxes will have ugly and vile things that will be a cause for a person to feel sad and fearful, and those are sins. And then there are other boxes that will be empty. And they say that people will say, I only wish I filled this empty box with that beautiful thing that's in the other box. So we fill those things up with what are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness for our sins and shortcomings and mistakes. Ya Akram al Akrameen wa ya Arham al Rahimeen. So we have to focus on things that are clearly beneficial. If there's a conversation that's not of benefit, we avoid it. If someone is starting to engage in backbiting, one of the things that you can do is even act like you're not hearing it and focus on something else or try to change the conversation or just say flat out, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about something else that's not of benefit. If someone is or you're watching something that's not of benefit, much less something that's haram, then you should really reprioritize your time and what you look at and what you watch. And we need to invest in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to see everything through the light of Iman. And we need to have clear intentions and have a focus on what brings us success with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we have the intention of being of those who will be with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa wa sallam in the akhirah, If we make that intention, which we talked about last time, and it's something that's a firm determination in our hearts, everything else becomes obvious. Everything else becomes obvious. Someone once asked one of the shayyukh, one of the people of Allah, about a family event that his younger brother was getting married. So they said, Shaykh, are you uh, going to attend your brother's wedding? And he was bothered by the question. He said, I'm Preparing for my grave, and this was maybe ten years or so before he even died. He said, "I'm I'm ready for the grave. I'm preparing for that moment. I don't have time for these things." Doesn't mean that if your brother invites you to your wedding, you don't go. But he knew that it wasn't the best use of his time by his understanding and his uh, discernment, right? But that is the point: is who talks about meeting Allah that honestly and that sincerely, who talks about their priorities in that way. It almost appears strange to most people. So when we have this intention of being with the Prophet ﷺ, of aspiring to the highest degrees of nearness, of being of those who gaze upon the noble countenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything else becomes clear. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. وأكثر من الصلاة والسلام على البشير النذير السراج المنير سيدنا المصطفى محمد فإن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه وثنى بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما وتعظيما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصح لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محيي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذي رين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه وواليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهم الحورة فاطمة البتول الزهراء وعلى خديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزه والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذمّا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرتَ. ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة (laughs) in Naka Antal Wahab, Rabbana Hamblana min Azwajina, Wazuriatina, <laughs> Kurata, Ayuni, Wajana, Lil Muttakina, Imama. O oh Allah, O oh most merciful and most gracious, Ya Allah. You made us of the Ummah of your beloved Prophet Muhammad وسلم, and you sent your beloved who left us on the clear straight path that none veer from except that they bring upon themselves destruction. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant us tawfiq. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to live up to the guidance of your Prophet We ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant us the tawfiq that you grant your servants whom you love. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to see things according to the measure that is pleasing to you. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you make those things that are of no benefit to us, uh, insignificant in our eyes, and that you remove the desire for those things from our nufus Ya akram al-akramin wa ya al rahimin, and we ask you Ya Allah for your love and we ask you to love your beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that when we meet him on the day of resurrection we are of those beloved to him salawatullahi wasalamu alayhi and we ask you for the love of the righteous and the love of all of those things that are beloved to you Ya akram al-akramin wa ya al rahimin, and we ask you Ya Allah that you grant us husn al khatima inda we ask you ya Allah that you give us a good ending and that you seal our lives with excellence and with turning to you in the best of ways and that you make the last of our words as we leave this world la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wa sahbihi wasallam and that we are realized in its meanings and that we are firm upon its truth and that we are resurrected in its assembly and that we are gathered with the prophet Muhammad Allahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and that we meet our Lord while he is pleased with us and that he bestows his pleasure upon us ya akram al akramin wa ya arham al rahimin wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in ibadallah inna Allaha amara bi thalathin wa nahaa 'an thalath inna Allaha ya'muru bil 'adli wal ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba وَيَنْهَى عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغْيِ يَعِظُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ فَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ الْعَظِيمَ يَذْكُرْكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوهُ عَلَى نِعَمِهِ يَزِدْكُمْ وَلَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ